Expect that God will speak to you this morning. And expect a miracle this morning. I said expect a miracle this morning. I said expect a miracle this morning. Stand to your feet and put your hands together. Welcome Lady Reverend Joy Bruce. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hey, I can't hear. Father, thank you so much for this Sunday morning. As we come before your presence, I pray that your word will enter into us. Let it be a seed that will bear fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. I see you too. Are you glad to be in church this morning? Amen. You should always be glad when you come into the house of God because it could easily be something else. Are you here? Yeah. I said it could easily be what? Something else. It could easily be something else. Wow. It could easily be something else. You could easily have been somewhere last night such that you cannot be here. Yeah. Very easily. It's just the grace of God. It's just the grace of God. Never take it for granted. Is it okay? It's powerful. Now, I am looking at this service and I'm thinking to myself that we have to do something about this service because we have gathering service after and I've been insisting that you should come for gathering service. So people are like, it's a sign. It's a sign. It's a sign. Tell neighbor, it's a sign. Yeah, it's a sign. But it shouldn't be like that. You should not begrudge God the time that is his. And you must remain a spiritual person. And you do not know in which service God will meet you. You, number one, you don't know at what point in a given service God will meet you. And number two, you don't know in which service God will meet you. Is it okay? Yeah. So don't begrudge him your Sunday. Just make up your mind that Sunday there is just God. And if that's your mind, you see that you flow very easily. Yeah. We are not here for lack of something to do. We are here by choice. Ask your neighbor, you, are you here because you don't have anything else to do? How many of you have some assignments waiting for you? I hope you... No, no, no. Keep your hands up and then take a look around the room. Yeah. Have you noticed that from the front to the back, their hands up? Yeah. How many of you have, what again? Some other things that you should have been doing. How many people have got some washing that's waiting? How many have some room cleaning that is waiting? How many people have some eating that is waiting? Hey! So you can see that all of us have something else that we could be doing. Have you seen that the problems are the same? Or you have not seen that the problems are the same? The problems are exactly the same. Exactly the same. So it's a choice. You just decide that this is what I'm doing with my Sunday. Amen. I said, amen. This is what. And when you take care of your spirit, the Bible says that the issues of life, that's where they are from. So when you take care of your spirit, the other things fall into place. Most people spend their time sorting out the other things. But you sort out your spirit. Is that okay? Sort out your spirit. And then the other things follow. The Bible says, out of what? The heart. And the issues of life. Your heart is your spirit. Hey. 
Is it a good word? Yeah. So decide that on Sunday, I feed my spirit. I pack it with a special meal. And it's going to be doing some things in my life for the rest of the week. Are you spiritual people? Hmm. Hmm. Are you a logical Christian or a spiritual Christian? When you are a logical Christian, you are about to fall into trouble. A logical Christian is the kind of person who says that unless the thing makes sense, they will not do. How does prayer make sense? How does faith make sense? How does that mean? Why are you even a Christian? Because even your very Christianity does not make sense. It doesn't make sense. Hey, you are quiet again on me. No, you want to subject it to sense. Analysis. Show me your salvation. But you see that. Are you saved? May I believe that I believe that I believe that I believe that I believe. Why do you believe? Because I believe. Oh, me dear, I'm a science student. So me, I only believe in logical things. Really? Then can you please scientifically explain beauty? Can you define beauty? Beauty is what? <laughs> I don't want to embarrass young ladies. I would have called four different young ladies here and asked you if they are beautiful. And you would discover that they are. <laughs> and you would discover that each one of them will say they are beautiful and yet there's nothing. There are no two things that are the same. Yeah. One will be black like midnight. The other will be fair as a fairy. One will be as fat as a barrel. The other one will be as light-footed as an angel. But you will see that as for beauty. You see? Yeah. You'll be there giving me scientific something that's oh, according to science. This and that and that is according to the proportions. of. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. So, I'm just saying this to say that believe in the spiritual, believe in the supernatural, and decide to be a supernatural Christian. Me, I have decided that I'm supernatural. I don't oh, cry. I cannot see what there is on this earth to look for. Yeah, so my everything, money matters, what? My family, everything. I just enter into the spirit realm over it. Hey! The world is very, you are quiet this morning, Pai. You are wondering where I slept. Oh, <laughs> in my house. <laughs> but I just feel that it needs to be said. Because we are rapidly moving towards our midterms. If you follow logic, logic will say, okay, the kind of logic that goes around these days, don't come to church. But I know people who don't go to church, who've got free flights from France flowing freely. I remember some young man, he said that, oh, they say you should stop going to church. I said, why? He said, oh, because he got a trail. I said, but you now, you don't come to church. I mean, you don't come. And you've already got an F. I don't understand what it has to do with it. Are you in the church or you are? Yeah. You've forgotten all the time you just blow. You've forgotten the FIFA time. You've forgotten the useless chatting time. Yesterday I was talking to some young ladies who were getting ready. They were going to, you know, they, I was talking to somebody who was talking to them. They were getting ready to go and blow time at a funeral. Oh, crap. Crap. So, so one group came, one group came when they realized that the others had spotted. They said, hey, Charlie, which we have the Shadar black ones. We, we didn't go come. They went to Shadar and came. They are also entered the car. They are all going to blow time. At a funeral. At a funeral. 
You've forgotten that one. You've forgotten that one. That that one is also time. So from today, be a supernatural Christian. And if you are a supernatural Christian, your quiet time there. Yeah, there, that one. Yeah. When you are sick, you have your quiet time. When you are well, you have your quiet time. When you have a running stomach that keeps you going to and fro, to and fro, you still have your quiet time. When you have an exam, you still have your quiet time. Yeah, because you begin to understand that this thing, there is something supernatural about it. God is supernatural and I need supernatural things to be happening. Hey. Are you in the house? You be there and be being logical. You will one day stumble on something that logic will not help. You see, Millicent, she didn't share her testimony properly. She literally collapsed. When you've collapsed, English, I know, no, I'm not blaming you, but are you here? When you have collapsed and they check you and they say everything is okay, but you'll be there, you are okay. You are okay a few minutes, then you've collapsed. And we watched it happen, and it will happen. You then understand that there are things that are they cannot be explained. Put a demon in a test tube and explain it to me. Explain to me why your whole family they don't marry. Explain it. Explain it. Explain why your whole family nobody builds a house. Meanwhile, another family, the children, even the children own houses. Explain it. Explain. Explain to me why some people have everything they need in the world and yet they are so miserable. If you've ever lived in the West, then you will see misery like none other. I, I went to do my further studies in one of the richest countries. The U.S., they are there making noise. They don't understand wealth. You go to the Scandinavians and see. They are the ones who live like rich people. But misery. So that's why I'm preaching to you about the powerful effects of a quiet time. And we came from so many points. I shared with you that it reduces pain. Some of the, your pain in your life is your own foolishness. It's true. But if you had opened the word of God and allowed the light of his word to shine upon your life, you wouldn't have stumbled that stumbling that you stumbled. I told you that it guarantees you a harvest of good things. I told you it burns away unwanted things. Those of you who are habitual masturbators, you will stop. That's one. If I am to rate the questions that I get asked, I think that's number one. Between pornography and masturbation, yeah. That's the number one. How can I stop masturbating? How can I stop engaging, enjoying pornography? That's number one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I told you that a daily quiet time burns out the evil strongholds. Are you here? I told you that it leads to the what? I said it's a weapon. I said it cuts away unwanted aspects of our lives and characters. Some of us, we are Christians, but our character is bad. Admit to yourself that we're character, and yet, how you are is not good. Mm-hmm. You're not a nice experience. When anybody who comes in contact with you is contaminated. But, how, no, it is true. It is true. Hey, you are very quiet. It's like I'm saying something that is bad. Yeah, but sometimes the character is not... You quarrel, you quarrel too much. Your mind, sometimes the mind is devious. I know somebody who walks around looking to be offended. In the morning, she's offended. In the afternoon, she's offended. In the evening, she's offended. And like I said, your mind is toxic. You see, there are two ways to, to interpret everything. Everything. 
so I take this book and I give it to John Dyer. Okay. He can decide that. He can think many things. <clears throat> what are some of the things he can think? You think I'm not spiritual, so because of that, you feel I've not been having my quiet time for a long time, and as an elder, I'm not serious, so you have bought me quiet time so that I can try. Immediately, what was meant as a nice thing has spots. Because I could have also called him and given him the book just because I like him. That I have only one book. And I'm thinking that, oh, it's the new one too, and I think that, oh, maybe he has the one with the old cover. So, Charlie, the way I like you, you know, collect. Yeah. Yeah. But your mind, <laughs> thank you. But your mind can be toxic. A toxic mind. Are you here? That's why they say that the glass is either half empty or half full. It's the same glass, same amount, but your mind. Yeah. But as you have a quiet time regularly, God will begin to detoxify your mind. Yeah. He'll begin to detoxify your mind. Remove the poisons from there. Amen. Remove the unwanted. Because that kind of mind, you don't need it. That kind of mind, it leads only to evil and sorrow. Everything is given a negative interpretation. Hey, why have they been calling me? Are they saying I'm the only person who doesn't come? But I know so many other people who don't come. Hmm. A regular quiet time puts a weapon. This is my favorite point. That it puts a weapon in the hands of a believer. I believe, hey, shh, the word of God, I believe it too much. And I really believe that it is a weapon. Yeah, it is a weapon. Young lady, some lecture is disturbing you. Some lecture is disturbing you. You have not agreed. He says he'll fail you. Speak a word. It will work. Speak a word. <laughs> oh yeah, this semester I've had a lot of such texts. Never shake. Never fear. Speak a word. Hey, the church has become quiet. Recently they came and told me about some lady who has done this. I said, Father, her days in that seat are numbered. I'm just waiting. I'll hear they will remove her from there. You have come. You want to ask you have come. You want to come and disturb the church. Ah. Before you came, we were at peace. Then you, you have come. Yeah. The only reason why a lot of things are happening in your life like that is because you have refused to take the word as a weapon. And use it. Yeah. Have you seen Psalm 109 before? Hmm. You know, when you read Psalm 109, you will not read it in a hurry. Yeah. Anytime I've been let to use it, I've been told that Lord, I tell the Lord, Lord, can we wait another day? Hey, Psalm 109 is talking about an enemy. And the guy will tell tells the Lord that let his prayer crap be like sin to you. Hmm. Look at it. Hold not thy peace, O God of my prayer. Keep moving. For the mouth that will move on. Number three. This is just describing the, the, the people. The people. Uh-huh. They are fought against me without a cause. When you are there. Eh? What cause is there? What cause is there that they are standing against you? Hmm. Please keep on. I, look at that. My, please go to number four. For my love, they, they are my adversaries, but I give myself to prayer. Continue. 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 Set number six. Verse six. Look at it. Set down a wicked man over him. And let Satan stand by his right hand. Ah, verse seven. 
when he shall be judged, let him be condemned. And let his prayer become sin. <laughs> Verse 8. Let his days be few and let another take his office. Do you want to continue? <laughs> Verse 9. Let his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. Hey, please, it's okay. It's alright. <laughs> it's also in the word of God. Yeah, I'm just showing you what's in the word. David was just harassed and he realized that, look, I have to just enter into the split. The what? Yeah. That's why I said that it's a weapon. Or you can't see it's a weapon. It's a weapon. It's a letter. Not that take his office. You have just unseated somebody. And you are sitting down there and the young man is tormenting you. Say if you don't have sex with him, he's going to fail you. Kai, I will say as a father, send the tormentor to his house. Yeah. Let another take his office. I beg you, it's not a prayer that you should pray easily. It's a very wild prayer. Look, as it continues, eh, it continues against the point where it says that the sins of his mother and father, God should go and bring them back. <laughs> Someone tell your neighbor, not even to your enemy. Someone no, 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 no. But I'm just saying to you that the word of God is a weapon in your hand. And when you, you see, how will you ever know everything in the Bible? It's so difficult. That's why every day, quiet time, you are learning it. Small, 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 small. Hallelujah. You are going through something. You are wondering, oh God, why me? Why me? Don't ask silly questions. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says that God will not allow something you cannot handle to come your way. Eh? There has no what temptation overtaking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above that which you are able. But will with the what temptation provide you a way to escape that you may be able to bear it? You see the scripture, you begin to say that Lord, there's a way to escape, show it to me. Instead of man. It's okay to cry, but as you are crying, say, Lord, but there's a way to escape. Show me the way to escape. Show me the way out of what I'm going through. Hallelujah. Those of you sitting in the sun, don't bend, I beg you. There are more chairs, okay? Powerful. Let's continue. A quiet time delivers Christians and pastors from delusions and deceptions about who they are. Did I give you that one last week? Okay. Delusions and deceptions about who you are. When you read the word of God, you know who you are. You know who you are. Yeah. You are deluded when you say, I am nothing. You are deluded. I'm nobody. I'm valueless. What do you mean? Who pays with blood for something that's valueless? Yeah. It's just that you've put your mind or your values on something else. Are you getting me? You've put your mind on values or something else. So bring it to what God says. And when you bring it, you see that, Charlie, I have value. There's no need to become somebody's volumetress. Yeah. Yeah. Young ladies sleeping around it is one of the things that would devalue you so bad. And many young ladies, you are doing that because you are looking for your love. You are looking for somebody to tell you that you are something. You don't need it. You don't need it. Take your word of God to stand before your mirror every morning. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm a child of the living God. I'm the apple of his eye. I am so valuable. He paid his blood for me. All of a sudden, you will not need what you are looking for. Are you getting me? Because actually, that way that you are going is actually what's going to devalue you. 
Recently, a young lady comes crying. Crying. School, she has slept around her. Then she called me and said, Mommy, what is most painful is that when I meet the guys after, they don't even mind me. They don't even give her good morning. They don't give her good evening. I'm looking for a man to make you something. That's your happiness, your husband will give it to you. Oh, oh, Charlie, please wake up. <laughs> Are you here? Yes. There is nobody who will make you happy. Not husband, not wife, not their presence, not their absence. Neither. Your happiness is not in the hands of a human being. The Bible says of every human being, even the nicest human being, that the arm of flesh will surely fail you. So you are waiting, saying, when I marry, I'll be happy. <laughs> hey! I can't even start laughing. <laughs> Marriage is good. It's just one of those things that God has given to us. But it's also a test. Nothing will test you in your life like your marriage. Yeah? That's true. <laughs> it will give you many battles to conquer. Anybody that you see that the marriage is standing one year, five years, ten years, fifteen years, twenty-five years. When I say standing, not the kind of marriage that they are just cohabiting. I mean, they're just in the same house, flatmates. No. I'm talking about a marriage that's actually standing. They have come through many battles to be standing there. It cannot be up to a man to make you happy. It cannot be up to you. It is only God. Yeah. Only Jesus gives you worth. Hey, I don't know why I'm preaching on this one this morning. But the Bible says in James chapter 1 and verse 22. James 1, 22. James chapter 1, verse 22. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Most of us in Ghana, we are totally deceived. We hear the word of God. We shout at the word of God. We say, I receive it, I receive it. And we continue not to do it. And the Bible says you are deceived. Yeah. So when you, when you read the scripture, you say, hey, so if I don't do the word of God, I'm deceived. Are you seeing how it will prevent you from being deceived? Because you will now begin to see. Next week, we'll begin to talk about how to have the quiet time. And one of the things that will come up is that for every scripture you read, you ask, what is the scripture saying to me? What should it say? I, what does it say I should do? Are you here? What does it say I should do? Is there, is there something I should copy? Is there something I should do? Are you getting me? And so as you, as you read it that way, you begin to see that, hey, it says, be angry. And say not. Don't let the sun go down. And one time, one of our bishops shared with us that his son used to set an alarm. 5.30 p.m. Every day. When the alarm goes, is anybody angry with me? Is anybody angry with me? Let me make peace. Why? Sun is going down. But many of us, Sunday go down, wait tomorrow they come. Yes, we bought still. Eh? Next two weeks, we are still bored. Are you here? But the scripture says, be a doer of the word. So, as you go through your quiet time, and you really have a quiet time, it prevents you from being deceived. Amen. Mm. You see, the prophet Isaiah, he was a prophet, and he was used to sharing the word of God, and saying what God is saying. And in Isaiah chapter 5, everybody that he met, he said, whoa. <laughs> War unto you, scribes. War, <laughs> War unto you, this one. War unto you, uh, what? Biochemistry students. War unto <laughs> you, nurses. War unto you, doctors. War unto you. Whoa, whoa. He was busy proclaiming woe. Hmm. Until something happened. Hey. Isaiah chapter 6. Ah, hey, woe is me. 
Where is me? For I am a man of unclean lips. And I'm here. He suddenly was undeceived and realized that he, as he was standing there, proclaimed, warring people. And that war was him. He himself was a war. <laughs> Amen. Look at that. Woe unto them that join house to house and lay field to field. Hey! Can you see? Look, the whole thing is woe. I think verse 11, let's see. <laughs> woe unto them that rise up early in the morning that they may drink. Look, he was saying woe. Woe. <laughs> Push your neighbor and say woe. Hey! <laughs> Take us to verse 18. I think the whole scripture is just woe. Woe unto them that dry iniquity. <laughs> Take us to verse 20. <laughs> Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. <laughs> Take us to verse 21. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Hey, the mad look, ask your neighbor, hey, tell your neighbor, don't be like that. Eh? Verse 22. Woe. Oh, you're not seeing the woe. Okay. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 5. <laughs> Isaiah 6 5. We can easily lose our spirits. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. I think on himself he has unclean lips. So, but before he was saying, Woe to the drunkards, woe to those who call this, woe to those who do that. Yeah, the word of God, it will show you who you really are and prevent you. Yes, a lot of young people, you are so proud. You are so proud, criticizing everything, talking about everything. Just read the word of God. Just read it. As you read the word of God, you begin to see that, hey, hey, where is me? <laughs> because as you are there, you don't know how yours will be. Oh. You are criticizing your father. You are now coming. You are now coming. Do you know what is ahead of you? Do you know what's waiting for you? You are criticizing your mother. She talks too much. She does something too much. She talks too much because she has you as a child. Hey, do you know who you will get? <laughs> hey, the church has become very quiet. Oh, hey, yeah. I'm standing there looking at somebody. He said, Ah, how do you have all these children? Look at you, that money. Why do you have so many? Hey, you are not coming. Oh, you tell your neighbor, You are what? You are now coming. There's nothing like the pride of, of youthfulness. <laughs> Amen. And many times, what man esteems highly, God doesn't book it at all. God doesn't book it. He doesn't value it at all. So, the word of God is a mirror to us. And it brings us out of deception. Let's move on. A daily quiet time will give you great spiritual growth. Many of this generation are spiritual midgets. Because you don't read the word every day. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 2. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 2, it talks about the word of God. It says that it is milk. As newborn babes desire the milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Just as when you eat a meal, you cannot see exactly what that meal has accomplished for you right now. But if you like, delete your food. Hey, by the way, we are fasting tomorrow. Let me say it before I forget. Uh-huh. Delete your food. If I put you on a fast, Monday to Friday, you know by Friday whether a meal is important or not. Yeah. You will suddenly be so weak, your head will be aching. You will lose all enthusiasm about class. You'll just be moving. Some of you will even cut class and be sleeping. Yeah. 
Why? That meal that when you ate it, it looked like it wasn't doing anything. That's what you have removed. And that's how it is also for spiritual things. You don't read your word. When you read it, you say, and so what? I read my scripture today, but so what? What exactly did it do for you? What exactly will your breakfast do for you? These days, I'll be giving you some small breakfast between charisma and gathering service. Only for those who are staying for gathering service. If you leave, you are not, you are not inside. Mm-hmm. You're not inside because some of you, as you are coming, you want to come for gathering service, but something is doing you kukuru inside the stomach. So just a little snack. Uh, if you don't drink tea, I'm sorry, but some tea and some biscuits to just. <laughs> this is a good idea. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You will also learn as you are, as you are, as you are reading the Bible, Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. The word is, it's bread. It's bread for your spirit. Hebrews 5, 12. It is meat. Yeah. It is meat for your spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we need to go back to the word of God and you need to read it. There is no spiritual growth without the word. We are a nation of miracle chasings. We chase miracles. Some of you in your homes, they are personal prophets. All kinds of funny, funny things. But it's not depositing anything in you. You can't even pray for yourself. Hmm. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, can you pray for yourself? Yeah. You need somebody to come and say something. And it is because the base of the word of God is not there. But it is not too late. You are still young enough to start. It is not too late. I said it is what? Hallelujah. A daily quiet time brings inner healing. Psalm 107 and verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. I have come to see that many people who look well are very sick. If you like, if you like, let us have healing service here right now. As people are healed and they come to tell you what was doing them. You say, ha! As you were walking around, looking like everything was okay, not knowing that, this is doing you, and that is doing you. And some, the most difficult ones, or the most whatever, are the ones sick in the head. Mm. I want to recommend Bishop's podcast over the past two weeks, where he talks about a sound mind. A sound mind. Sometimes your mind is not sound. And when your mind, look, if your mind is not sound, everything is corrupted. Mm. I've met some of you, you can't talk. Because your mind is not sound. There's a certain level of shyness. It's the, the mind is not sound. Yeah. Afraid of everything. Hmm. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, is it you they are talking about? Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. Have you noticed that throughout the scriptures, Jesus healed people with the word? Yeah. You know, it's the word of God. Just spoken with faith and received with faith and it is working. It's working. Yeah. So a lot of the chronic things that are, are, are tormenting you, you have accepted, oh, this is my sickness, my asthma, my stomach ache. You have even called it, you have branded it, you call it my, my headache. Me, the way I am, I cannot concentrate for long. It's a sickness. We are it. It's a sickness in your head. Mm. Some of us, we border on madness. It's true, only that we cannot say it. You are very quiet, oh. Yeah. If you are very hyper or very dull, 
<laughs> Do you understand when I say hyper? What's a hyper? Hyper. <laughs> you are like somebody who is high all the time. Or you are very down. When you are walking, cry. Like light bulb, no, you no. They saw me in my family. That's how we. No, 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 no. No, it's not in your family. Even if it's in your family, it's an inherited sickness. <laughs> but as you read the word of God, no, I'm very serious. A very respected man of God, Fred Price, very respected, a serious teacher of the word. One day, he was sitting at a table and he had, you see, he began teaching on demons and demons began to operate in his church. Yeah. He said, as he started to teach, you imagine white man teaching white congregation. They, they don't be like these, our things. And somebody just goes crazy, a girl. And she gets up and begins to scream and roll and all that. And so suddenly what he was preaching, he had to practice it. So, <laughs> so he began to study the word of God more. Are you here? Then he said, one day as he sat at his table, studying the word of God, it occurred to him that, ah, now you Christ, you are here. Do you know whether the demon is around or not? So he just decided, you see, I'm showing you the word of God as he studied the thing. Are you here? Some people walk around and say that a Christian cannot have a demon. Grow up. Grow up. Demons operate on legal grounds. And if they have a legal ground, they'll be there. Yeah. What's a legal ground? A legal ground is a door that you open. Yeah. So for some people, maybe they, you are a baby, then they went and did this, this, this. Or in your family, they, they go reciting names and they've added you and stuff. All these are legal grounds. Sometimes, as soon as you're converted, they leave. But sometimes they are there. So he said as he sat there, it just occurred to him that he cried that he's teaching about demons. No. Hey, dear. Are you here? Hey, dear. So he said a prayer. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Any presence that is not of God. Any demon. I rebuke you. I come. He said he heard the thing and he felt it was like a shirt that was removed from him. He said <laughs> in his book, the expression that he is like a whoosh, the thing is gone. And he said from that day, he said his father used to have very dark depressive moments very very dark, where he cannot function very deep depressions, and he was also like that, it never occurred to him that he was a demon, he thought that it's a character type, or we did, that's how we are hey are you here, and he said from the day, that day when he prayed and he had that experience, he said that dark mood, it never returned it never, me, I'm talking about a minister of the word, a very prolific minister of the word, a very powerful minister of the word, with a ministry. He shares it himself in his book. Yeah. He wrote a very powerful book. And if you are here, you are thinking to yourself about, am I, am I not? Bishop Dag has a book, Demons and How to Deal with Them. Yeah. Buy it. He has just written another one. Hey, about the invisible forces. It is a very, Look, I started reading the book. I do baby, and I'm saying, Lord, with the mamin pack away. Are you here? No, get something. And, and you see, when you are reading the book, all they are doing is taking scripture, explaining it, and then maybe giving you an example. Are you seeing it? And deliver yourself. Or, we're coming into a convention. That's why I'm going to make us fast tomorrow. 
we've called this convention the outpouring. I'm believing God for a serious outpouring of the Spirit. Amen? And I want you to be ready for it. And that's why I'm saying that we're going to fast tomorrow. Yeah, I, I forgot. I would have made us fast the whole of last week. Yeah, but we will do something and believe God. Yeah. And then during the convention itself, every day you fast 6 to 12. Eat your breakfast at 12. Why? That Lord, perchance, perchance your spirit will do something with me. Hallelujah. Are you here? Your spirit will do something with me. Yeah. Because God even changes our personalities. Mm? Hey, are you there or you have traveled? Yeah. Today I look at different people. I look at myself at times. I'm a different person. You can ask my children. When they were growing up, I was like a soldier. Ah, is it true? It's not true. Yeah. And until the day that the Holy Ghost took me on, I had just chased Kofi at the age of three through the house. I had chased him through the house holding his father's belt. And I had chased him through the house all the way up. And then the Holy Ghost asked me that. What have you done? Yeah. Yeah. Are you in the house? Yeah. And I began to quote scripture at the Holy Spirit. I, I, but you are the person who said that. <laughs> then he began to give me a, foolishness is bound in, in the heart of a child and the rod of correction shall separate it, <laughs> drive it far from him. Then the Lord began to show me something. Are you here? Another time when they had done their things in the house. I remember standing that I roared like a demon. And when I finished, then the Holy Spirit said to me that. I wish your church members had passed. Mm. Oh yeah. You are very quiet. And I began to cry and I said, Holy Spirit, take, take control. Take control. If you are not taking control, you, you could, ah, you, would, you could have been my church. Hey, like you'll come to church again. Hey, are you here? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying that he can, he can even change your personality. I realize that sometimes nowadays it's even hard to remain angry. I've been looking for anger. I can't. I, I, uh, it is finished. Yeah. Are you in the house where you have traveled? Yeah. Even in my marriage, I'm like, oh, today, dear, today I'm angry. Today. I, today, dear. Today, dear, I'm angry. That's for today. I'll be there. Then I'll start chatting about something, something, something. When I feel, ah. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that I was angry. And then you see, you can't go and find the anger again. I'm talking about how the word of God can change you. It can change you. Oh, can heal you. You see, when you are standing there roaring and screaming, you are not normal. You are not normal. Normal people don't do that. It's lions who roar. Hmm. You are so quiet, you cannot function. It's not normal. Get out your word of God and let the word of God change you. And I began to read the word of God. What does the word of God say about the Holy Spirit? And the Bible taught me. I began to look in different places. It says that he's your counselor. So instead of roaring at my channel, I said, give me counsel. Say he's your helper. At times when I was overwhelmed, I was standing and said, Holy Spirit, help me. It's one of my favorite prayers. Some days, my hope, the Holy Ghost, just help me. Help me. Just help me. The Bible taught me that he's my teacher. I tell that Holy Ghost, this thing I'm reading, whether it is my Bible or it is ordinary secular subject matter, please, I need to understand. Teach me. Yeah. All from the, I'm just talking to you about quiet time. Yeah. Just quiet time. Brings healing. 
some of you, your mind is not correct. It's true. It is true. By the time your life was finished with you, by the time your stepmother is finished with you, you are as mad as she is. Only you don't know. You have not manifested yet. And you need the word of God to rebalance you. Bring you back. By the word. Simple. Easy. Wow. Are you enjoying the word? Yeah. A daily quiet time also brings healing to the body. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. My son, attend to my words. Incline their thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and help. Some translations say medicine to all their flesh. Hallelujah. Are you in the church? Are you enjoying what your, your quiet time is going to be doing for you? Yeah. And there are studies to show that people who are prayed for always do better than people who don't. Medical studies. Time does not allow me to read the entire article to you. But medical studies done by people who would like to say that there is no God. Then they take people and they say, we are going to operate on these heart patients. Somebody is praying for these ones. These ones, nobody is praying for them. And they discovered, yeah, scientifically documented. They discovered that those who were prayed for had fewer crises, fewer complications, recovered faster, became there. It actually works. Hey! A quiet time, a daily quiet time causes cleansing because John chapter 15 and verse 3, John 15, 3 says, Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Listen, if you have had a very some way kind of life, I think you understand what I'm saying. There is a place where you realize that I am unclean and I need a bath, but water is not helping. Yeah. Water is not helping. Water is not helping. You are bathed and you are bathed, but you cannot bath away the sperms of 20 men. Yeah. You cannot bath away the demons you have inherited from the different girls around. Each one leaves a mess in a place where you cannot reach it. But the word of God. Yeah. That's how come after living a life like that, you can meet the person years after when they've met the Lord and he doesn't even show. When they are now even sharing the testimony with you, you even think that it's a lie. Because the person looks so proper. And so, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And so correct that you cannot put the two things side by side. The word of God. The word of God. It's only the word of God that can clean you from inside out. Wow. Are you in the house? Are you understanding something? Yeah. And the church is so filthy. So dirty. It's true. You see, when we come to church, we look very nice. Oh. But if we were to take anonymous polls, pornography 70% minimum of all the young men and some young women. Mm. Fornication. So many things. The reason is that we've not allowed the word to clean us. And to set us right. But as you have your daily quiet time, every day, every, you know, the Bible likens the word of God to water. And water that looks like it is nothing is one of the most powerful forces on earth. Mm. Take a stone. Put it in one place. And let water just, even if it's dropping, 
over time. You come back after a while and see that it has even created a hole, a place where the water, water, water. Give it more time. Give it more time. Why are we afraid of a flood? I'm asking why we are afraid of a flood. I thought he said, What I cannot do anything. Hey, somebody sent me a video from Tamale this year when the road got flooded. Got flooded, and some Hajia was driving her car through. The water had removed the road. She didn't know. So as she was driving, driving, suddenly her car just, and the people began to shout. You see, they were videoing the flood to send it and caught this hole. And so people started to run. They didn't know how do we reach out. Before they could reach out, the car just went crack like that. And the whole car, the water was just moving it as if it was a piece of soap. Water. That's how the word of God is. May the word of God become a flood inside you. Yeah. I said a flood inside you. Washing away all that which must be washed away and purging you. Serious purging. Of all that must be out. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. Mm. Number 12, a daily quiet time produces faith in the average Christian. Ask your neighbor, are you a man or a woman of faith? If, ask your neighbor, ask your neighbor. Are you a person of faith? Are you a person of faith? And I, I can see a lot of heads nodding like that. So tell, ask the person, give me one thing that has happened to you because of your faith. Because the Bible says faith without works is dead. So if you cannot say that, oh, I believed God for this, 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 and that, that, that happened. Actually, we, we can't see your faith. We can't see it. But as you continue to read the word, you begin to have faith. Are you here? You begin to have faith. You begin, many of us, we don't know how powerful God is. We don't know. You will find out how powerful he is from the word of God. As you are reading. You say, oh, really? The Bible says that he holds all the waters of the earth in his hand. Yeah. All the waters, they are just like this. Since the nations are but a drop in a bucket, they say, so who is man that you are mindful of him? How can you fear that lecturer? Somebody who's less than a dot inside a dot. Is the picture of God that's not correct? Or you're not getting me? But as soon as you look, the Bible says he gave orders to the water. Go here and don't move. And they went. Oh, I thought by now you'd be clapping for God. Ah. Yeah. When you read about him, you begin to see. Ah. You begin to have a picture of God. Because nowadays, one of the things that is troubling Christianity is that the enemy has pushed so much against us and we have just given way, given way, given way, given way, given way until Christianity now appears like it is something that is miserable and pure and poor. Miserable and poor and, and, and as if it has no power. Hey, you are very quiet. Yeah, that's how we have behaved. When this American president who we are all watching when he came into power, he had a meeting with the 50 most powerful pastors in the U.S. And he said to them, that, "Ah, look at how you are many. How come you are so powerless? So you have no lobby. Because he realized that everybody is fighting. 
for their own. Businessmen are fighting. The Jews are fighting. LGBT are fighting. Feminists are fighting. Everybody is talking. The Christians alone. Quiet. Quiet. You go to your school, they say don't pray. You don't pray. You are saying, oh, but that's what you are also doing. Are you not in hostels where they have said there cannot be a church? How many Christians are in that hostel? When, and when they brought you a, a paper to sign that there will be no church, you also signed. You also signed. Before moving in, because you are looking for a room. Instead of the Christians to rise up and say, brother, please don't bring this issue. What do you mean? You are interfering with my human rights. According to my, uh, what? The constitution of Ghana, I have the right to worship who I want to worship. Yeah, freedom of worship, it is embodied in our constitution. How come it applies to everybody except us? But it's because we have done like, we don't have power, because we don't know the God who we serve. We don't know him and we don't believe him. We rather fear human beings. What can a man do to you? When God says, if he says that, look, if he holds your breath, like that, that's it. That's just it. But we have not read our word to see who we serve, to understand who we serve. Hey! Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you, are you hearing something? Are you hearing something? Hmm. Wow. Wow. But as you read your word, you begin to hear the word of God and faith comes by that hearing of the word of God. You begin to believe God. Believe. Some of you, when you have problems, I say, come and see me. You can't believe me, I can do something about it. But God, who can do all things, you don't believe. Hey! The church has become silent all of a sudden. Yeah. I am only a human being. Just by the fact that I'm a human being, by the grace of God, he made me like people. Who is pumping water until it's running over. Hands on the move. Are you here? Yeah. Even a human being. If I pick my phone, a lot of things happen. Yeah, a lot of things happen. A lot of things happen. I have checked people into hospital and checked people out of hospital by my phone. Hey, only a human being. Yeah, just that. This doctor is my brother in Christ. And this one is this. And this one is this. What about God who made all of us? What about him? What about God? Eh? Push your neighbor and say, Mommy is talking to you. Mommy is talking to you. A daily quiet time drives away weariness, dejection, and depression. Hey, may the spirit of depression be lifted from you now. But you see, after lifting it, you need the word of God to ensure you don't go that way again. It's the absence of the word of God that is bringing so much depression. Ah, because the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Which one of you will sit down and let something come and collect your strength every day? It's because you don't know it is your strength. That's why you are depressed. Has your depression solved the problem? Are you better off by your depression? You are depressed because you are broke. Did it bring you money? You are depressed because your parents are fighting in the house. Did they stop fighting? You are depressed because you have not paid your school fees. When you finish, has the school fees been paid? What is the use of depression? It's one of the most useless things on earth. It's just a fleshly thing. You know, the flesh feels good. 
Self-pity. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. I'm going to the garden to eat worms. Human be like, you are going to eat worms. Worms that were made for beds. You are going to eat worms. One of the things that most depressed people say is that nobody loves me. And then they proceed to, to project the kind of behavior to ensure that nobody comes near. And after you have brought that behavior and people step back, then you say nobody loves you. What do you expect? What did you expect? What you saw is exactly what you will reap. Yeah. Recently I was being told of a certain young man. The young man was helped fantastically by people in church. Then he got depressed. And now he is now, he is now blaming the people who helped him. What has he done? Will we not just step back? We'll just step back. We are sorry. We didn't know you were, we were your problem. Yeah, so even when we can help, we don't. We're just, hey, you cannot help somebody. The Bible says, can two work together? Except they be agreed. Hey, if you don't agree. So some of you, that's your quietness. Bring it under the... No, it is true. May I won't lie to you. Quiet people, I fear you. When I say quiet people, I'm talking about some people are noisier than others. I'm talking about when it is time to talk and you are quiet. That's what I'm talking about. I fear you. Because it's not for lack of something to say. It's not because you have no thoughts. It's here in your head. And when you are ready, you manifest. Hey. I say when you are ready, you what? Hey. Somebody who's around me was quiet, quiet. When the person manifests, I say, catch If the Lord had not delivered me, so what an evil person. But is this kind of when you should talk, you don't. I'm not saying everybody makes noise. Millie and myself, look, we are noise makers. We have agreed. We like making noise. <laughs> are you here? But not everybody is like that. That's true. But when you have to talk, you don't. All of us, we come to a place where you have to talk. The brother said that he's breaking up with you. You asked him why. He said, oh. Should he not at least give you a reason? No, I'm asking you a question. Should he not give you a reason? The girl said she doesn't like you anymore. Should she not give you a reason? But she's quiet. Do you think that her quietness is because there's no reason? You would be horrified if you knew what was going on. Hmm in her head. In fact, she has seen some 109 and she's planning Hey! She's planning some 109 against you. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, she has not told you what you did so that if nothing at all, we'll be patch out. I'm sorry, isn't it? To bring down the when it is time to talk, they say you won't talk. I have people who have been in this church then they have left. I remember a young man, very nice young man, very nice guy. One day, he just left. Hey! We visited. We visited. We asked. We talked. Why? 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 Two years have passed. Two years have passed. Did you get the text I got? I got the text. Oh, um, hello, Lady Rebecca. <laughs> so that's what I am very sorry that uh, I missed. What are you sorry about? What are you sorry about? When the thing was going on, was that not when you should have said, 
But you have gotten up, you have picked your whole life. You have taken your whole life. And you know something? It's not easy to walk away from a church in anger. Many of you, you are just here, but this guy was in the church. Are you getting me? This was his church. You can't just walk out like that. Two years later, you are sorry, what should we do? I'll tell you, forgiveness is free, but you have taken your life on another road. Yeah. Hey! Mm. Mm. Some of you, you have been thinking that I won't come to this church again. I beg you, don't leave, okay? If nobody likes in the church, I like you. However, however, if you do leave, the church will continue. Mm. That's why I preach, because if I vex and I say I won't preach, and I say I'm leaving, the church will continue. I'll return a few years later. They won't even know that I used to pastor the church. Don't make a mistake to think that when you leave, the church suffers. No, 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 no. The church, we will cry for a while, but in less than you know it time, God covers it as if you were never there. As if you were never there. Hey, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't step out of your place. Don't step out of your place. Hmm. Wow. I'm ending. I'm ending. A daily quiet time. In fact, the scripture, let me give you a scripture for all your dejections and wearinesses. Isaiah 55 and verse 10. <laughs> for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So the word of God comes and is raining down on you to give you what you need. Amen. To give you what you need. Wow. A daily quiet time produces power for the ordinary Christian. Romans 1.16 For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Oh, are you there? To the Jews first and also to the, the word of God is powerful. Ask anybody. You see, all this is on the word because a very big part of your quiet time is word. And that's what most of you don't do. Usually, you use your quiet time only to pray. But let me ask you a question. If you had only 10 minutes in a day, is it more important that God should talk to you or that you should talk to God? Which one? And the word of God is God talking to you. Very, very, very important. If you had only 10 minutes, make sure that God speaks to you every day. Every single day. Because your power is in the word. <laughs> you of yourself, you are nothing. Huh? There are problems that can come. Have you ever gone to hospital and you see there you're nothing? That's one of the places where nothingness is defined. You go to the hospital, the way they will maltreat you in, you will see that you are less than a decimal point. Yeah. You will see that you are dying and the nurse will be sitting down there superintending over your death. Then funny who has. Oh, Solomon, I, I love you, but what I'm saying is true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Mammy, you are sick. I don't know how it On board here, the person is sick. Helpless. This is the, not the mind of the person looking after you. We are too known. A sick person asking for help. I have a phone, you have to say one thing, you have to talk. 
Are you here? It's terrible. It's terrible. When you get there, you understand your nothingness. Hey, you can be dying. I remember being in the hospital one time with one of my sons. And he began to convulse. The nurse sat by her table. She didn't move. The child had a drip on. It was other parents who jumped from where they were. One came to help my husband to hold the child. The other one went to grab it out to pour water on it. The nurse that sat there and moved. The one with the knowledge to help the thing. Hey. I'm just sharing with you how ordinary and useless. But there is power in the word. And power in your prayer. And by your prayers and by your word. Things will change. I'm sharing one last testimony. When I was a doctorate student, I had to do a course. Oh, I have only one point left. Anyway. A quiet time can make you wiser than your enemies, your teachers, and the elders. And your scripture is Psalm 119, verses 98 to 100. Are you here? I'm sharing a last testimony with you before we close. One time, I had gone to do in fact, the country where I did, there are different types of doctorates. There are some places where you are doing your PhD. You don't have to do exams. You do only research. But I did it in Scandinavia, and they've always believed that, Charlie, the doctorate, you see, that Americans will train you to be very narrow and very specialized in one thing. The Europeans are not buying it at all. And they are saying that if you are doing a PhD, you must be broad in a lot of things apart from your specialization. And because of that, they leave a certain regimen of exams in, in courses that you need to do. So there was this course that we were doing in physiology and biochemistry, and I did not get the message. I had been sent to go and learn the procedure I would do for my doctorate. So I did not get the message that said that we shouldn't combine our practical work with that course because the course was very wild. So I didn't get that message. So when I came, I started my practical work, and then I had to start the course. So Charlie, sleep was very scarce, and time was very scarce. And please, when you are lecturing um, doctorate students, you can be sure that it's not like lecturing undergrads. You can be sure. Or they don't teach. You just enter and we are discussing. So we went to do this exam. We went to do the course. And at the end of the course, I realized that the man didn't like me at all. I didn't know why. (laughs) I didn't know why. And the exam was an oral exam. An oral physiology exam. An oral biochemistry exam. And then we went to do the test. And I remember thinking to myself that, Lord, I have to pass this exam because the punishment I have taken, I can't feel it. I went inside the exam. And the first question that, well, the biochem side went okay. And then the guy, the physiology guy, very charismatic man. Then he asked me, what is the concentration of sodium in a certain portion of the nephron tubule? Those of you who do biology should be science students should understand. And I said, I don't know. <laughs> because at that level of study, honestly, you are not chewing, Baba. You are explaining things. So I said, I don't know. Then he asked me that. What about the concentration of potassium? In that, those of you who do science, how many of you know that sodium is, is more important? It's a minimum sodium. I finished the exam. 
And I went to pick up my baby from the nursery and I went to church. And when I got to church, before getting, this was before the days of mobile phones, I stopped by a payphone and I called a colleague because our results were going to come out that day. And I asked her, how did the exam go? How did I do? And she said, you didn't pass. And I remember turning away from the, um, the telephone booth and I began to cry. I literally was pushing the pram with my baby. <laughs> because when I remembered the torture, oil, I said, Lord, I can't do it again. I cannot do it. So the next morning, I was having my quiet time. Tell your neighbor quiet time. And I decided to bring my case before God. And I said, Lord, number one, I'm afraid of the lecture. And I, look, I am still doing the same project work and I still don't have time. And I'm still very tired and I still haven't had any sleep. And you didn't let me pass the exam. And now what am I going to do? I heard the voice clear in my ear. Bind the spirit of intimidation. Well, up until that point, I never knew what the spirit of intimidation was. But since the Holy, would you not bind? I said, I bind the spirit of Holy. Next instruction, go to his office. You see, it's here that you tremble for your lectures. Over there, you don't tremble. But this man, because I knew he didn't like me, I used to tremble. When I finished the prayer, some holy anger came upon me. And I marched to my institution. And I went. Before he said yes, I pushed the door open. What do you mean by failing me for the exam? Do you know the concentration of sodium in the nephron tube? Do you know it yourself? Do you know it? Is it not a reference value? And if I don't know sodium, is it potassium that I will know? How can you fail me over a reference matter? And then he said, Oh, come it is true but you know you should at least have had an idea of the strange I said well I didn't but I had learned the subject and you know it hey and while I was talking the Lord sent me reinforcement my office mate who had also failed the paper a very quiet girl but as she heard me talking something also reached her he said you were wrong you were wrong you know that we passed the paper you were wrong hey and the man rejoined come carefully come this is now the man who has frightened us oh you you come sit here come listen listen okay look i will i will i will i will tend i'll give you lessons eh? stop no 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 don't don't be upset don't cry oh it's okay it's okay Hey, what happened to the guy who, hey, thank you. So, so, so we told the man, I said, I have to do this exam and get it over, please. So he now asked, when do we want to do the exam? We said in two weeks time. Hey, so (laughs) for two weeks, every day we'll go to the place. He'll give us a tip or two. On the day of the exam, I remember the scripture. I said, Lord, I bind the spirit of intimidation. When I entered the exam room, I told you the guy was very charismatic. They give you the questions and you have time to think. And while I was thinking, he was tapping his leg. And I looked up and I said, you are distracting me. Hey! Then I started to deliver. Hey! Do you think I passed or I didn't pass? But what am I sharing with you? There's power in your prayer. I said, there's power. Believe. You see, it was in my quiet time. It was a very practical thing. But it was in my quiet time that I got my solution to my problem. Don't joke with your prayers. Stand to your feet.
Wow. Hallelujah. Wow. Are you going to believe in your quiet time? Do you now understand why one of the battles the enemy fights against us most is to prevent us from having our quiet time? So this morning, bow down your head and start to pray about it. Start to ask God. I ask the Holy Spirit to help me to wake up. I say, wake me up and help me this morning. Talk to the Lord. Be open with him. Be honest with him. You have your quiet time sometimes. You don't have it sometimes. But you want to say, Lord, I can understand that I need a regular dose of your word and of prayer. A regular dose to help me, to pull me together, to lift me up, to cure me, to heal me, to cleanse me, to give me power, to answer my daily questions and my daily situations. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes this morning. Talk to him. Talk to him. If you are having problems, having a regular quiet time this morning, talk to him and ask for Holy Spirit help. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Talk to the Lord this morning. 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 Get some help from above. We are just about three weeks away from mid-sems. And you want to say, Lord, this mid-sems will be different because I'm going to make sure I talk to you every single day. Every day. Every day. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. Mm. My help cometh from the Lord. Oh, the Lord which made heaven. The Lord which made heaven and He will not suffer your foot to be The Lord which keepeth thee, He will not sleep. For the Lord is thy keeper, the Lord is thy shepherd. Upon thy right hand, upon thy right hand. but I need you to understand that it is the word of God so let me read the scripture to you Psalm 121 I will lift up my eyes to the hills from when cometh my help my help cometh from the Lord is that not exactly the song the Lord which made heaven and earth he will not suffer your foot to be moved he that keeps you will not slumber behold he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep 
He is your keeper. The Lord is your shade upon your right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. He shall preserve your going out. He shall preserve your coming in unto the time forth. Hallelujah. You want to read it and you want to sing it again and know that you are singing scripture this morning. You may not have had your quiet time but this is your scripture from this week that you, that you will go and come. He will not suffer your foot to be moved. He will not allow you to slip. He will not allow you to fall down. When it says that he will not suffer the sun to smite you, it means he will not allow things that are so hot that you cannot stand them. Sing it with strength this morning I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence come and my help oh your help is coming from the Lord this morning your help is coming from the Lord the Lord will spread heaven and earth is tormenting but your help is coming from above you are the one who has not been able to pay all your bills i came to remind you your help is coming from above you are moving into a season of study i came to remind you your help coming from above family members are fighting and things are pushing against you your help is coming from above just pick up that chorus for us sing it one more time reminding yourself that your help is from above you have not been well this semester your help your help up your hands this 
morning. Allow the Spirit of God to just deal with you. find you. May you receive healing in your body from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. May the presence of God overwhelm you. May he lift you higher than your peers in the name of Jesus. When you walk back into your room, may you have the upper hand and not the lower hand. Those of you who are standing in a situation that you can't get out of, your help is from above. Your help is from above. Your help is from above. Receive that help this morning. Receive divine help this morning. Receive assistance from above this morning. Whether it is help you need in your in something physical, something spiritual, something material, something your character. Receive that help this morning in the name of Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you can put your hands down. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed this morning. You are here this morning, you have not given your life to Jesus. Listen, you are in church all the time, but you have not prayed a conscious prayer to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It's very, very important because that is what will make you born again. And Jesus said himself that except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. You enter heaven not by your church going. You enter heaven not by your works. You enter heaven not by your church attendance. You enter heaven by receiving Jesus Christ into your spirit. And the scripture says the way to receive him into your spirit is to confess him. To say it. So it is a prayer that saves you. This morning you are here. You are saying I'm not sure I have done this. The way you have described it. Lift up your right hand. Don't go. Don't don't be funny. Just lift it up. And let us pray together about it. Lift up your right hand and let's pray. Lift up your right hand. You are saying I'm not so sure. I'm not sure. God bless you for your hands. God bless you. If your hand is lifted up. Just come to me this morning. Step out of your chair. I want to talk. I want to pray with you. We want to confess it. Just come. You are saying. In church, I'm just not sure, but I want to be sure. Come, step out and come, step out and come. Don't think about anyone, just come, come and join me. Just come, just come. Some of us, we even like the things of God, but we are just not sure. We are just not sure. Come, you're saying, I cannot remember consciously. God bless you. Come, my dear, come. Yes, keep coming. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, there, your heart is beating. It's a sign. God is calling you, brother. Come this way. Your heart is beating. Your heart is beating. It's a sign. God is telling you, you got to sort this out. you got to sort it out. You have to sort it out. You have to sort it out. Thank you. God bless you. Keep coming. Keep coming. If you are if you're there, you are saying that, I'm just not sure about this. I was even born in the church. No problem. But you need to give your life to Jesus. Just come. You're standing in front here. You want to pray this prayer with me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner please wash me in the blood of Jesus cleanse me from my sins please write my name in the book of life Lord Jesus from today 
from today. From today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for these ones. I pray, Lord, that they will experience you as a present help in every situation. Be their help. Help them to know you. Help them to have a daily quiet time and bless their lives. In Jesus' name, amen.